This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Over the years, he's given you the money line, the business special report. He's a best-selling author, news anchor. Dobbs mania sweeps the country. And now he's taking his talents to 77 WABC. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're delighted to have you with us. We're going to be talking a lot this hour about we're going to be talking about Israel. We're going to be talking about the Biden administration, and we're going to be talking about the economy, an economy that is doing better than many people think, and that's entirely, entirely an overstatement, uh, and only if we don't take into account a lessening level of spending by the federal government uh, and this crazed Biden regime that thinks that they have a, that this is a totalitarian state and that he is the dictator. And he demands, uh, in usually in increments of six to seven billion dollars at a whack, uh, support for his foreign policy. He does. He really thinks he deserves this because he is the puppet president of all time, uh, reporting to a Marxist dim cabal of some sort, led in part at least, I believe, by the man who's having a third term in office, and that is President Barack Obama. We're going to be talking as well about China and that new virus that has broken out uh, and the mystery of why we need a Florida state uh, surgeon general to tell us about the impurities and the contamination of uh, of the vaccines uh, by Moderna, particularly, and uh, Pfizer. Uh, this is all very disturbing stuff, particularly as we're watching the CDC prepare, it seems, to uh, at least that's the judgment in some quarters, to bring the country back to mass and uh, social distancing, both of which doesn't work. Uh, It's a preposterous moment in American history uh, when we have a a public health agency. Think about it. A a century and a half of real uh, aggressive and effective and professional, diligent, uh, public servants working in public health, and now they're led by the NIH, read Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the uh, Centers for Disease Control, uh, read absolutely bizarre, unqualified, uh, not even properly educated uh, officials that lead that agency and have led it over the course of the past five years. Deeply disturbing. And parents, meanwhile, as we are you know, now well into the school year, are having to ask themselves, what do I do when we decide about vaccines? Do we go to vaccines? Uh, and are the claims true that there are only one, turned out to be only 1% effective? We've got to come to terms with a lot of disturbing cross uh, cross currents of information, disinformation, misinformation. And of course, I'm talking about the Biden regime. And we're going to be talking about President Trump. 
who seems to be crushing just about everyone uh, that not in his path, but who are trying <laughs> trying to get on at least the same trajectory as he is, and all four of the finalists in the uh, the Republican nomination sweepstakes, all of them are faltering and can't get near the numbers of President Trump. Uh, I was asked by someone recently, would you vote uh, for President Trump if he despite the fact that he has been indicted. And I said, absolutely. Why would I not? He's being indicted by Marxist, Dem, authoritarian Marxists who are trying to take over this country, who've already taken over our government. Uh, So I have no problem with that. My problem would be, why wouldn't everyone vote for a man with a proven record as president of the United States in terms of his foreign policy, his economic policy, uh, and his general guidance of the nation. Uh, and by the way, what's the problem with, uh, why is it that the Marxist Dems keep trying to destroy this man? No one can honestly answer that question, not fairly, not reasonably, uh, because frankly, he's never, ever been convicted or proved to have done any wrongdoing of any sort, and that is over the course of eight years of political persecution, uh, countless prosecutions, and 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 absolutely uh, a, a an establishment and deep state bureaucracy that has tried to frame him, tried to railroad him. <laughs> They've done everything they can. And then I listen to these self-righteous left-wing Marxists stand up in front of an MSNBC camera, for example, and saying he's an evil man, he's a racist man, he's a bad man. Uh, and he is a, a man who thinks he's a dictator. And meanwhile, we've just watched Joe Biden circumvent Congress once again and urgently get, I believe it's uh, 14,000 rounds of tank ammunition to the Israelis. He is supposed to get reviewed by the Congress before doing so, and off he goes. If he needs $6 billion to free to unfreeze uh, Iranian uh, assets, he does so unilaterally, not with the complicity or the compliance or review or approval uh, of the of the Congress of the United States, he just does it. I have never seen a president. I have never heard of a president, and I'm going to include FDR. By the way, I happen to be a, an admirer of Franklin Delano Roosevelt. I think he did wonderful things, but he's accused of being dictatorial at various points during his efforts to uh, to fight back the uh, the terrible terrible uh, depression of the 30s, and. And I and and he he doesn't come close to what Biden has done unilaterally, and none of his policies are to deal with a a, a problem, a social issue, or a threat. They are simply to carry out a political agenda that is left-wing as it can be. He is a Marxist dem, if ever there were one. His entire administration uh, is precisely that. And look at that border. Look at that southern, southern border, wide open, and no one is complaining about it. I mean, no one on the left is complaining about it. No Marxist Dems are complaining about it. The uh, Republican uh, establishment isn't. The rhinos aren't complaining about it. Wall Street isn't complaining. Corporate America isn't complaining. And by the way, we have to take account of all of that because why would they not? Because that border is controlled 
by the Mexican drug cartels. The, the cartels are in charge of the border that our government has ordered away from the border. The Border Patrol, the, the Immigration uh, Enforcement uh, Agency, it is, it's stunning to think. And the federal troops that have been sent down there, National Guardsmen, uh, they have limited roles, and amongst those roles is cutting concertina wire put up by the Department of Public Safety or the National Guard of the state of Texas, for example. But neither, as far as I know, no other state, border state, not Arizona, uh, not uh, New Mexico, not California, has put up any sort of resistance to what is an outright invasion of millions of illegal immigrants. And I'm not talking about Mexican illegal uh, immigrants. I'm not talking about Central American illegal immigrants, which has been the course of the past 20 years. I'm talking about military age, single adult males who are coming to this country in groups of anywhere from five to 50 uh, traveling together without wives, girlfriends, children, why are they here, and why are they traveling in that fashion, and who did they leave, leave behind, and what is their motivation, aside from the, the, uh, the absolute, golden, world-class invitation by Joe Biden, the man who is impaired, compromised, and doing precisely what Xi Jinping's government is telling him to do by all appearances. Now, we're going to examine that today as well as we talk with you about what is happening uh, in this country and why in the world have we reached a point where the, the, the country is, is managed by, directed by, and led by Marxist Dems and the deep state actors that are the very same people who have, in their, in their corruption, from every agency in the federal government, as you've heard me say before, every single agent of the federal agency of the federal government is corrupted. Uh, they are politically corrupt. I believe they are also economically uh, uh, corrupt, financially corrupt, because there's no other reason to explain all of what is happening with our government and the decisions that are being taken by the permanent bureaucracy, the deep state, the intelligence community, the FBI, the Department of Justice, which has become a political organization, uh, a powerful, powerful uh, political and police organization, the Department of Justice and the FBI. It is, a, it is a fascinating time on one level. It is also a deeply concerning uh, time, and we're going to take all of that up, and we're at 77 WABC. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. We're delighted to have you with us. 800-848-9222, and that's where we're going to get together. We're going to be talking on that line, 77 WABC's 800-848-9222. We're also going to be looking again deeply into the reauthorization of the Section 702 of the Federal Intelligence Surveillance uh, Agency Act uh, that has authorized, uh, apparently, not by intent nor by proper interpretation of that law, in my opinion, 
uh, the FBI, the Department of uh, Justice, that is the basis with which uh, they spy on American private citizens. They spy on their intelligence committees that are supposed to. I love this one, folks. The, the, F, the FBI, the CIA, the uh, NSA spying on the intelligence committees of both the House and the Senate. That's and that's both both houses, and there's never been any any response or consequence for the intelligence agencies, and you may have heard uh, last week, Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, saying we just really need this to be reauthorized the way it is. We don't want to hear any, anything about Jim Congressman Jim Jordan, Chairman Jim Jordan of the House Judiciary Committee. We don't want to hear any of that nonsense about. Uh, reform of 702 and judges having to go to get a judge uh, to sign a warrant for for surveillance. No, they don't want any of that. This is the same agency, the same departments, the same actors in many cases that spied on, pre- on President Trump, uh, acted at the behest of presidential candidate Hillary Clinton in 2016, and they now want to have just an absolute flip the switch. Here we go again. Well, we're going to be taking all of that up and a great deal more. The number again, 77WABC, 800-848-9222. Give us a call. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. I like that promo, don't you? Uh, It's not just business and politics, but it is. And that's correct. Politics is business and business is politics. And that's why we we focus on the political economy of this great nation of ours. And let's be, uh, let's be uh, straight away, let's be quick to get to the phones. Uh, And I'm going to do that. I'm going to give you the number again, 77WABC, 800-848-9222. Write it down, memorize it, uh, you know, <laughs> make sure you have it written down somewhere. Uh, if you're like me, it's very difficult for me to think from one day to the next that I can memorize a telephone number. You know, we're in a day and age where you don't memorize telephone numbers. You don't even think in some cases about about anything other than just transferring a contact or whatever to your phone. Uh, it's really remarkable, uh, these uh, leisures that have been brought to us courtesy of uh, fascinating wonderful uh and sometimes well oftentimes aggravating technology we're going to go to the phones we're going to talk about israel we're going to talk about kevin mccarthy we're going to talk about why would a democrat donate money to a republican so that joe biden could win that's complicated isn't it well we're going to talk about that for a bit as well and we're going to start out the day with sandra in new jersey great to have you on the lou dobbs sunday show 
Oh, thank you, Lou, for picking me. You know, I wanted to tell you that last night I was very blessed to be able to go to see Donald Trump in person. I went to Cipriani. There was well over 800 people there. I never saw a room filled with so much love for this man. And, and, you know, he was very, very upbeat and positive and happy and funny many times, but also very, very serious. And he spoke about all the things that he has done for the Jewish people in Israel. And I happen to have a list of 21 things he did, and I was so proud that he said some of those. He imposed sanctions on the International Criminal Court for unfairly and illegally investigating Israel. He also cut off $300 million in funding that America has been sending to the uh, UNOWAR, I think it's called. It's a Jew-hating United Nations agency. That uh, nearly all of the, nearly all of the United Nations agencies are uh, Israeli or Jewish hating uh, organizations. Just I mean, that's just the sad truth of it, Sandra. Yeah, but I'm just saying that he went over everything last night about his passion for the Jewish people and for Israel. I mean, and then he even made a joke about being a dictator the first day. That was a joke. <laughs> I don't know why people take everything that he says so wrong, Lou. Well, and you yeah. know him and you love him. Yeah, absolutely, and and you know why they make a, he makes that crack about being a dictator on the first day when he steps back into the White House, and they take that seriously because he's you know, he's going to uh, you know do all sorts of great things and he's going to do it on the first day, but uh, it's just this national left wing corporate media. Everybody needs to understand this: the national media. The New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, CBS, ABC News, MSNBC, you name the major outlet in this country, and it's owned by a billionaire or a group of billionaires uh, or what we should be calling a group of people who, and by the way, I should include Twitter and Facebook, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk, who, you know, I think is terrific. But the fact is, they're oligarchs, and they control immense power. And that power they use to move us. Uh, it is often it is often disinformation. It is often misinformation. It is often propaganda, and often it's information you can't access on Google search or whatever being uh, uh, or you know any number of uh, search engines. So that's what's happening in this country, and we have to be honest with ourselves and certainly with everyone else. This is not a country that is friendly to uh, high levels of competition when it comes to information. Uh, Yes, we have uh, podcasts, and we have uh, independent streaming, and we have uh, radio. But the reality is we are a nation right now who we a lot stands between us and our government we the people and but there is a divide between us and our federal government which is into the already under the control of the marxist stems but that divide is our national media and oligarchs if any other country we had these people they'd be called oligarchs why aren't they called oligarchs here i'll tell you why they're not called oligarchs here Everyone in traditional media is scared to death to call Elon Musk a, 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 an oligarch or Jamie Dimon an oligarch or you, you name the billionaire, of which there are more here than anywhere in the world. 
they're oligarchs, and they control our information, our entertainment. And by the way, George Orwell, he had it right. All art, all art is propaganda. Think about what Hollywood is doing right now with every movie. What was it the, the other day? Uh, I'm going to rough, roughly quote those numbers. Uh, but someone was cr- uh, criticizing Bob Iger because of over 50 movies that Disney had created and put into the marketplace over the co- course of the past year. Nearly half of them, half of them were LGBTQ-oriented and uh and straightforwardly, uh, a boost, if you will, uh, for their views and values. I mean, it's outrageous what's happening in this country. We're going to go now to, and thanks, Sandra, for that. You're exactly right. Let's go to uh, Tom in the Bronx. Tom, you're on Ludab Sunday. Welcome. Yes, good afternoon. Uh, very briefly, I'd like to touch on uh, the uh, Israel-Gaza uh, conflict and how it could very easily spread into a wider conflict engulfing other players, not only in the region, but also uh, across the globe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, before I do that, um, I, I just really want to uh, support what you just said with regard to the uh, the media. The media definitely is controlled. Uh, there are only about five or six corporations that dominate 90% of the media landscape in the United States. Right. Uh, and again, and again, there's just a certain narrative that they uh, that they put forth. And if anything is contrary or runs contrary to it, they suppress the information or discredit it, calling you a conspiracy theorist, what have you. Uh, but that being said, uh, so in order to get a clear picture of what's going on in the Middle East, uh, casualties and uh, the costs involved to the American taxpayer, I highly recommend the Council for the National Interest. It's cnionline.org. So the Council for the National Interest, it was founded by two Republican uh, uh, congressmen, Paul Finley from Illinois and Pete McCluskey from California. And again, it confronts uh, some of the long-established precedent, uh, excuse me, long-established conceits with regard to American foreign policy in that region of the world, that Israel can do no wrong. And simply what's going on in Gaza right now is simply running contrary to that. Again, the evidence is clear. Wait a minute, you, 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 confused, you, you confused me just a bit. That Israel can do no wrong, a conceit, what, what do you mean? Is it uh, pro-Israel or not? Uh, well, that's just it, in the media. Uh, in, no, in, no, no, no. I'm asking you what the, what the website is. Is it pro-Israel uh, or anti-Israel? What is it? No, it's neither one. We should have a neutral foreign policy in the Middle East. And that's, ah, that's, that's crazy. Permit. You know what? That's crazy. We're, there, there's nothing neutral about it. Uh, it let, let, me, let me say this to you. There is no neutrality when it comes to foreign policy. Uh, and, and I hate to be directly contradictory to you, but it, this is an important, uh, an important distinction to make. Uh, neutrality is fine where there is not a moral judgment to be made. Neutrality is fine when we're talking about simply objective reality. But we're looking at, with great clarity, a moral uh, issue and conflict in the, in, the con- in the war between Hamas and Iran and Hezbollah. By the way, the, the Israelis have finally had to attack uh, southern Lebanon because their troops were uh, t- under attack by Hezbollah, so the war is already spreading in that sense. It may spread further. 
But there is no neutrality for the United States in this. Israel is our ally. They are our friends. Hamas is a terrorist organization supported by a terrorist state, Iran. Why do I want neutrality? I do want truth, but I do not want neutrality. Your thoughts. Okay. All right. So very, very good. So with regard to atrocities, uh, and again, to, uh, you know, point out that there's a moral conflict uh, in the Middle East. Yes, there's definitely atrocious aberrations going on uh, with regard to uh, slaughtering civilians on both on both sides, on both sides, mind you. Forgive me for this. Forgive me for this. I'm going to interrupt one more time. When you went on about there's atrocities and there's uh, bloodshed and uh, barbarity, there's a three-letter word we use that encompasses all of that and which uh, leads us to not expect anything other than all of the the melodramatic uh, expressions we can use around it. It's called war. And war, there is nothing nice about it. There is nothing appropriate about it. uh, And there is nothing proportional about it. If one state goes to war against another, that means it is a war to the death. And that means that conflict is the only solution uh, in the judgments of the leaders of both countries or whomever is uh, pressing forward a a resolution by uh, by conflict. Uh, And this is where we are right now. Uh, There is no way uh, to have a war that is neat and tidy. And by the way, civilians will die. There will be collateral damage on both sides. Uh, and we should not be, uh, let me say, we we should not avert our eyes from that reality because it is the reality of war. And I'm saying this, of course, because of the usual reflex of various UN organizations, the UN itself, wanting, uh, what they really want is Israel not only to surrender, uh, but to give up their arms and their uh, and their nation state uh, to the fates that would be dictated by Hamas and uh, and is uh, and uh, Iran, Israel will not. So, uh, with that, let me allow you to continue and uh, have the concluding thought on this. Okay, uh, so you mentioned Israel is an ally of the United States. Now, I would ask you a rhetorical question. Would an ally attack an American naval ship uh, the way that they attacked the USS Liberty in 1967 during the Arab-Israeli War of 1967, kill 34 of our sailors, and wounded 174 others? That was Israel that attacked the ship. And again, this is not because of the media control in the United States. Most of the uh, audience right now listening has no idea that Israel Israel almost sank an American Navy vessel. And again, that Lyndon Baines Johnson refused to render aid to the liberty and allow the Israeli attack to continue. Because, again, they control the media in this country. They indoctrinate the public into thinking that Israel is an ally. Who's they? The media corporations. And again, oh. when you look at Disney, when you look at Disney, when you look at Viacom, when you look at uh, Comcast, who controls them? They're mostly controlled by people who have ethnic and political ties to Israel. They're Robert, Brian Roberts from Comcast, the late Sumner Redstone, Bob Iger. All these men are ethnically Jewish and pro-Zionist. Well, here we go. I think I'm, I'm getting a sense of your thoughts. Uh, I I am not one of those who subscribe to that point. Uh, is uh, for example, uh, is Elon Musk is he Jewish? 
No, he's not Jewish, but he owns the, the largest social media uh, and the most important social media, in my opinion, uh, company in the country. I, I mean, I don't when you go down the ethnic and the religious uh, affiliations or labels that are applied to people, I, I think that's a real mistake unless you can draw an absolute correlation uh, between uh, your your comments and your thoughts and some extant reality, uh, which, by the way, I have never heard uh, anyone do. Uh, who is, and, and by the way, I hear it often from people who have an ethic uh, bias. They're uh, carrying out a, a, a trope against uh, uh, Jewish people them, uh, themselves, uh, uh, let alone the Israeli, uh, the, the Israeli government and the Israeli people. Uh, you, know, you have to kind of go, you know, you told me you were neutral, but you don't sound neutral. Hello? Well, we're going to have to go, Tom. Yes. I appreciate it very much. And, and thanks so much for your call and uh, call back anytime. Pete in Piscataway, you're on the Lou Dobbs Sunday Show. Hello, Lou. If I was the powers to be in the Trump camp, what I'd do on um, Super Bowl Sunday night, I would hold the biggest, nicest, super duper rally ever. And I'd have yourself, Michelle Malcolm, um, General Flynn, Roger Stone, R- Rudy Giuliani, Sean Hannity, all them guest speakers. And I draw a line in the sand on that night and see who is where. You know, I'm in a, I'm in a position, and I love the, your flamboyance, Pete. I'll put it that way. Your uh, your your dramatic uh, show business uh, suggestion there, and I think it's interesting. But I have to be honest with you. I am so sick of politics and sports. I would have a fit if anybody did that. Uh, I don't want to see a player kneel on the ground and disrespect the flag or this nation through averting their eyes from the flag or are not singing the national anthem. Uh, We've had enough of that. We don't need politics and sports. We need to get these idiots uh, out of sports uh, who are all about politics. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Pete. I just really, I, I, I think it would be really awful, your reaction. Not me. I think the opposite. <laughs> We're going away from the sports. We're trying to pull people away from the sports and see who backs that. Yeah, you know, I, here's what I want to do. Test. I want us all to watch a good football game, have a great time, uh, and I'm going to have you know pigs on a blanket and uh, you know all the fixings. Uh, I and I'm going to have fun. I hope you will as well, and and take a you know a minute away from politics and all the nonsense uh, that we have to go through. Much of it's very important, uh, particularly Lou Dobbs Sunday. This we can celebrate and have a great time. Uh, Let's let them play football. Come on. That's a great game. We'll uh, we'll enjoy. Thanks so much for the call, Pete. We'll continue with Lou Dobbs Sunday in just one moment. The number is 800-848-9222. You're listening to 77 WABC. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stay with us. It's Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday is on the air on 77 WABC. Well, I, I hope you love uh, being on the air with uh, Lou Dobbs Sunday because I love being here and talking with you. I want to go to uh, I want to go to Norm in Brooklyn. He's got a few thoughts about somebody uh, in Brooklyn who's a he says a neo-Nazi. 
give yeah, us a yeah. give us an update, Tom. Uh, hey, Lou, Lou. First of all, I really appreciate you, and uh, I call other stations, and I listen to a lot to talk radio, and uh, people that call up uh, the the other people and they express pro Palestinian views and stuff. I mean, sure, that's great. I, that's not my that's not my view, but I don't you know I don't have a problem hearing it. Okay. But what I have a problem with is that guy Tom who called you before because sure. he's a spidery anti-Semite. Okay, he's a neo-Nazi. I mean, you could just you could well, you just heard hear what, it. You heard um, what I said the, to him, the, right? The, I'm sorry. I said you heard what I said to him. Uh, he, yeah, he pretended no, I, to be just, neutral, I, I and, and it turns like, out he's coming out with all these tropes uh, uh, against uh, Jewish people or Israelis. Right. And the best he can do is pull out uh, what happened in 1935 with one ship. I mean, I would like to inform him that um, it wasn't that long ago that Israel blew up all these nuclear reactors that that were in, I believe, Iran at the time. Right. I remember there was a thing where we. Yeah. Okay. Which I mean, you know, that, you know, perhaps that averted, you know, you know, that averted. World War Three at that situation at that time. I don't know. You know, I mean, we got to keep Iran from getting the bomb. But anyway, that, that yeah, tell, tell that to that. Joe Biden. Tell that to uh, uh, Barack Obama. Tell that to the United Nations, the uh, the Iranian uh, loving State Department. Tell it to them. I, I mean, uh, no one even wants to whisper the name of Iran when they talk about uh, when they talk about uh, the. You know, the uh, what's happening with Hezbollah and with Hamas, of course. And uh, it was inside Iraq that uh, that a reactor that a reactor uh, was taken out just so that uh, so that, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just, um, you know, uh, I don't, you know, I, I, when I hear that guy, he, he likes he likes to talk in this, ah, you know, around you know the- yeah, I'm sorry. Let me say this to you, Norm. I. We, we, I put up with him. I listened to his first part. And then when he said, you know, he made some remark that, you know, I can't remember what he said. Uh, but he, look, he wanted, he pretended he wanted everything to be neutral. Uh, and I made it as clear as I could. There is no neutrality on this issue. And I don't, you said you like listening. I mean, you, that you tolerate listening. I, I don't, I don't want to listen to the Palestinian nonsense. I mean, this is, uh, to me, it's a, I'm not going to listen to people who support people who rape, kill, murder, behead, and uh, devastate the people of Israel or any other uh, group of people in the, in the world. It's ignorance to pretend that there is a view here that Palestine has a point. Are you kidding me? I don't want to hear that nonsense. Uh, They do not have any justification, no excuse whatsoever. There is no moral basis for them, and there is every moral base to support the state of Israel and the the Israeli people. Right? Yeah, I agree with you 100%, Lou, and I I appreciate that view. But, you know, I I just, uh, you know, whatever, I I, I am willing to listen. I mean, I don't agree with it, but I am willing to listen to... uh, I don't know. I'm willing to listen to some things, but well, you're a better person than me. You're a better person. than me. I mean, seriously, I, I just don't want to hear it. I, I, I mean, this is to me, it's a straightforward, empirically based uh, moral, great moral clarity surrounding the entire conflict. And I can only come down 
on one side, and that is the ally of the United States, the state of Israel, the Israeli people, uh, and uh, against the terrorism of Hamas and the ignorant uh, terrorist sponsors uh, of Iran. This is this is where it is. I, I have no way in the world to rationalize a point of view that would support the atrocities committed by these terrorists. Can you? Bravo. Enjoy the call. Appreciate it. Call back anytime. Thanks so much. Uh, we're going to turn now to uh, uh, somebody else. Wants to, you know what, I folks? I don't even want to talk about uh, the fellow from Brooklyn. Uh, he's uh, we've had. He's had his speak. I just don't want to deal with that. Uh, I've made my my views uh, clear, and I think you have made yours clear as well. Uh, we're on the side of right, and that's where this this country and this people should always be. Uh, let's uh, turn to George in Suffolk. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi, Lou. Um, I don't want to talk about Tom for one second. When you get callers like that, and I'm not, you're a pro, when, there'll be people who'll call and say that the uh, Jews control all the banks. Just for your own information, I'm a Greek-American. I'm very proud of it. And John Casamitidis, the owner of the station, can verify what I'm telling you. The most powerful banker in the country, if not the world, Jamie Dimon of Chase Bank. Right. He's changed his name. That's his business. He's Greek-American. But he has a name you'll think he's Jewish. In fact, my family <laughs> knew his going back. It's true. I'm not No, no. I, I, by the way, I met, I met Jamie Dimon. When he worked for Sandy Weil, was working in the in the Seagram's building. Uh, they had just uh, had a a rough departure from a, for, a previous employer. I guess he was in his mid twenties at that point. That, that's how long I've 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 known uh, Jamie Diamond. So I, I appreciate your call. What I think is crazy is come to America, and I, I understand it. You know, I don't have a very exciting genealogical background, I guess. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, a mutt uh, from Texas, and uh, I, I, I just I don't feel a special pride if uh, I had a forebearer was the king of, uh, of Scotland or whatever it might have been. It just doesn't change my life. But what does change my life is this country and these people that surround us, our fellow citizens, Americans of all walks of life, all creeds, colors, etc., why should we get involved in coming up with these labels for each other? I mean, and I understand your national, your ethnic pride, I guess it is. Uh, but my national pride takes over. Uh, I'm just so proud to be and feel so fortunate to be an American. Uh, I That's where I focus. And I hope you'll forgive me for that. Uh, does that make sense to you? Yeah, but that's not my point. I, I'm an, I was born here. I'm just saying there's people who say the Jews control the banking system. Oh, well, they're idiots. Uh, and, Jamie, and, and Jamie Dimon is Greek, <laughs> but so, just so they know. And uh, that's why I laugh. I ran into him years ago. I said, Jamie, well, this is when Chase was in the, right. uh, you know, was always in the newspapers for getting in trouble. And I was joking with him. He's a very good man. I said, Jamie, don't the Jewish people have enough problems? Your name... He had a very long Greek name. I don't want to say it. I'm not trying to embarrass the guy. I said, uh, you know, they, uh, you're getting all the anti-Semites is going. You see the Jews, they control the bank. He started laughing. And John Casamanis can verify this, that he's yeah. Greek. I yeah, know he goes to church. 
And I, that's not my point. It's not ethnic pride. But these bums that call and try to say the Jews control the banking world, yeah. they don't know what they're talking about. Thank you for taking my call. Well, thank you, and I appreciate it so much. And uh, I, I understand you entirely. Uh, and I do just want to say, uh, I've just been handed I, the latest polling from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this is really very interesting, I think, uh, because there are so many people going after uh, uh, the Donald Trump. They want to stop him. I can tell you that uh, Reid Hoffman, the, who owns, uh, well, anyway, LinkedIn and a few other things, he's worth a few billion dollars. He's backing Nikki Haley so that he can stop Donald Trump so that, that Joe Biden can, uh, can get uh, elected. The latest, and I believe this is the Wall Street Journal uh, poll, uh, it's, uh, it's, it is the Wall Street Journal poll out uh, yesterday, and Nikki Haley wrecks Biden by a whopping 17 points as the headline, and Trump beats Biden only by four. If I didn't know better, I'd think the Wall Street Journal was anti-Trump. Would you think that? I I just I don't know what you guys think, but I'd love to hear what you think about that poll. Suddenly, she, she's polling with 22 percent, and suddenly she's uh, she is uh, the the queen of the establishment uh, dreams of the future. Uh, in other words, they will be able to stay in absolute control of the swamp, just as they are right now. Let's go to uh, Judith in Brooklyn. Good to have you on the show. Welcome. I got to give you a lot of cred, Lou. You were fantastic with this guy, Tom. And I know you want to talk about him, but I will, I want to tell you something. His nickname is Adolf. Do you know why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. His oh. nickname is Adolf. We've called him Adolf. Absolutely. He is. He. You know something? The education system over there in, 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 in the Palestinian side of Gaza, this is how the education goes. If you have one jihadi and seven Israelis, and then the jihadi kills two Israelis, how many Israelis are left? That's their math. You understand? And okay. as long as they have math like that, they, they bring up their children from little to hate and to want to kill. And they think it's great. They give out sweets or whatever. Where do you compare that to Israel? They have normal education. They love everyone. They want to live in peace and harmony. It's ridiculous. You know what? There's 12% of Muslim Arabs in the, in the Israeli government. Where would you see that in any other 22 Arab countries? Nowhere. They are a democracy. They're the ones that have always tried to keep the peace, and they're always being attacked from all sides. And a guy like this, Tom, who, who then calls himself Joe, who we call himself, who we call Adolf, I mean, he comes out of a rock every now and then. He tried it on you, Lil, but you were too smart for him, and i got to give you a lot of credit. Thanks so much. I appreciate it, Judith. And, uh, and, and it's very true. And, and people don't even stop and think what the, the Israeli people have to put up with. Uh, a, a president, Joe Biden, calls them in the, in the aftermath of the October 7th massacre and wants to talk to them about a two-state solution. Are you kidding me? They're living in a den of terror, surrounded uh, by, uh, I, I, I mean, I just can't even imagine uh, how any any president of the United States could even make that statement uh, at all, frankly, 
uh, but to do it in the aftermath of that massacre and then to uh, Tony Blinken, uh, the same nonsense, trying to manage, micromanage the direction of a war, uh, a nation state that has been at war since its founding. That is the truth. And a two state solution uh, is a, is an unconscionable demand uh, on on the security of the Israeli people. It should never, ever in my opinion, even be brought up again. Judith, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Let's go to Charles in, uh, uh, nope, I'm being told I've got to go to a break, and I'm being told by a very high authority uh, to do that, and so I'm going to do exactly what she says. Uh, Is that okay, babe? Okay. All right. We'll be right back. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday. Stay with us. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. Lou Dobbs Sunday. It's not just politics and business, but it is. This is Lou Dobbs Sunday on 77 WABC. We're back with Lou Dobbs Sunday. Thanks for being with us today. It's a it's a great day in America, and it's made all the better by having an opportunity to to talk with you and exchange a few thoughts and views. Uh, and we're going to turn to the uh, to the. Uh, the lines here in just a moment. I want to put it up the number, and the number is right now 77 WABC 800 848 9222. 800 848 9222. We're going to go first to Jack in Huntington. Welcome to Lou Dobbs Sunday. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hi, Lou. I'm How a great you? admirer of yours since CNN days as one of the founders of CNN. Well, thank Listen, you for that. I have a question. Um, Donald Trump was super successful as a president mm-hmm. and didn't have a chance to be reelected, as we saw what happened in 2020. What was the other, the only other president who was super successful, very popular, and didn't get reelected for second term? Right. It, it just doesn't. It, it's it's stunning, isn't it? What happened? Theodore Roosevelt won the Spanish-American War, built Panama Canal, economy was booming, and he didn't get reelected for a second term. And from my way of thinking, he went against big business because he signed to law the antitrust law. So he was bad for business. He couldn't be reelected. Similarly, with Donald Trump, when he put all the tariffs, which was very good for our country, against China, uh, went after European Union, not paying uh, the reduce for NATO, da da da. He was bad for business, and he couldn't get reelected. I want your opinion on what I just said. Well, I, th- I think you're right. There's no question about uh, he was a disruptive force. He was a great president. Uh, a lot of people on the left, the Marxists, Dems, uh, the Democrats. Uh, they don't understand in, the, in their mass psychosis on this issue, their, uh, what do you call it, Trump syndrome. Uh, <clears throat> they don't understand that there's been no one better for the, for the working man and woman in this country in 40 years uh, as president of the United States. He actually restored an economy uh, and the incomes of working men and women, our middle class, for the first time. Their wages had been significant, Jack. For over 30 years until Donald Trump got a hold of uh, the economy. And that alone is an immense achievement. 
uh, but the net worth of individuals rising, of households rising as well. Uh, he reached out to uh, minorities, uh, to those living uh, in uh, the inner cities, uh, and he said to them, what do you have to lose to vote for me? And you know what? Right now, more minorities, and I'm talking about specifically African-Americans uh, and uh, Hispanics, are moving toward the, uh, President Trump by significant margins. And I'm talking about for uh, blacks, it's over 20 percent. Uh, for Hispanics, it's well over 30 percent in polling. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, double and triple what he had in the election of 2020. An election, by the way, that I to this day believe was rigged. Uh, it was rigged in terms of early voting, mail-in ballots, uh, the way in which certain uh, jurisdictions, states in particular, uh, Georgia, Wisconsin, other states, uh, the way in which they operated uh, was uh, was absolutely shameful. The state of Arizona, uh, the county, uh, Maricopa County, I, I mean, I still do not understand how they uh, have tolerated what was obviously a, a completely screwed up election uh, and screwed up, if you will, against uh, uh, President uh, Trump. Jack, thanks for your call. Let's go to Mordecai in New Jersey. Great to have you with us. Uh, hi, Luke. Can you hear me all right? I sure can. Okay, I got one bar, so I'm glad you can. I can hear you fine. So anyway, I just wanted to really quickly go over my, um, you know, I'm a 25-year-old American Jew, so I've been brought up, you know, in a normal, you know, upbringing, and I've had thousands of conversations, and I'm not I'm not understating that. I, I've literally had thousands of conversations online with people trying to defend um, Israel's right to exist, and I'm not saying, I'm not joking, like literally the Israel's right to exist. And with these, you know, with these with these arguments that October 7th was justified because of, quote, 75 years, history doesn't start 75 years ago. And number two, these people have been offered a state eight different times. Bill Clinton's presidency was essentially um, neutered. And um, I mean, Bill Bill Clinton's presidency was executed because of Yasser Arafat. Um, yeah, signing the deal and not doing it. Mordecai, I take your point, and I and I'm sorry. We're up at the close of the show. We're got less than a minute here, and I and I appreciate what you're saying. I agree with you entirely, and I think all I, I think all right thinking, clear minded, and impartial Americans would agree with you as well. Uh, it's it, the moral clarity is absolute. Uh, and we appreciate your call. Give us a call next Sunday, would you please? Lou Dobbs Sunday, 